Welcome, everyone, to the Berkeley Center for Law and Technology's uh, Expert Series podcast. I'm Wayne Stacy, the Executive Director for BCLT, and today we're focusing on careers uh, in technology, and in particular, we're talking about the types of legal work needed by social media companies. I'm here with two attorneys from Covington that are both leading experts um, in what I'm going to leave as the teaser here in helping social media companies, but I'm going to let them explain exactly what that means because the phrase carries a lot of different meaning to a lot of different people. So with us, we have Catherine Cahoy, who specializes in complex uh, commercial litigation, including antitrust, privacy, and consumer protection, and Kanu Song, who specializes in complex commercial litigation, including class actions and consumer protection. So before we talk about generally what the, the practice looks like in the social media space, I'd love for the two of you to explain just what your practice looks like day to day in the technology field. Sure. Hi, Wayne. I can go first. Um, this is Kate Cahoy. Um, I am a litigator and I have practiced since since I um, began in private practice in Silicon Valley. Um, so, and with a heavy emphasis on tech companies. So I have kind of created my specialization in class action litigation, but there are lots of different types of class action litigation that are, are prevalent in, um, in this area and for um, tech companies in general and, and social media companies as well. Um, so I have done, you know, the heavy component of privacy type issues um, that are privacy class actions, uh, antitrust, and other types of consumer class actions, things, for example, claims brought under California's unfair competition law, claiming that, you know, a statement was misleading on a website or, you know, something related to that. How about you, Kanan? Uh, so I am, like Kate, a litigator. I am actually in general commercial litigation most of the time. I'm a generalist by choice. Uh, so I do all kinds of litigation, but because my practice is based in San Francisco, a lot of my clients do tend to be tech companies, including social media companies. And in that space, the substantive work that I've done has been in intellectual property, privacy, class actions, um, and contract disputes. It, classic breach of contract, but also like state law claims that sort of tail onto that. So maybe to broaden out a little bit, you know, when people think about social media companies, class actions and consumer protection, maybe don't come to mind, at least aren't the first thing that, that comes to mind. Can you explain a little bit about what those practices look like for a tech company or a, a social media type company? Sure. So I think, you know, for many companies that are, are growing or, or, you know, either now are, are fairly successful or are getting to that point, I mean, class action litigation is sort of a risk and a cost of doing business and, um, and I, I, for a lot of different companies. So I think it's something that, that many companies face in, you know, there, some of the issues relating to 
tech, I think are, you know, you see certain trends in that area where certain types of claims will come up and then be brought in different forms against different companies. So, um, you know, privacy is a big one right now where, where people are, are really testing the boundaries of both privacy statutes that are already on the books and also the common law of privacy um, and and just generally, you know, the idea that, um, you know, we, we've seen lots of different types of trends in that area, how data is collected and used, disclosures relating to how that data is collected and used. Um, and, you know, if people see something that they think is, is, is potentially invasive of their privacy or their expectations surrounding privacy, those cases tend to be brought as class actions because, you know, one person bringing one claim is itself often not, you know, there wouldn't be a lawyer that would take on that case. It, they tend to be brought as class actions and litigated collectively. And then you, you have, you know, there's often a question of whether they can be treated collectively and then separately on the merits, whether, whether there's a viable claim. Um, but that's how I think the class action component comes into it. And I don't know that that's something specific to tech or social media, but you tend to see like the privacy in general is, you know, heavily focused right now in, in this area and lots of suits being filed in the Northern District of California in that area. Well, that, that leads right back to something that, uh, Kanu, you said about being a generalist in terms of litigation, uh, but your practice takes you into a lot of tech companies. Can you explain what that means to be a generalist in terms of commercial litigation? Yeah, so it just means I like when um, I don't have an answer to the question, what does my day look like? Because I have a different day every day. Uh, I would like to think that being a good litigator is a fairly universal skill. And it means that people like Kate or myself can solve whatever problem our clients have um, and don't have to necessarily refer it out as soon as it becomes a little bit specialized. Um, I like that kind of practice. I know not everybody does, but for example, uh, I, I won't repeat anything about class action or, or privacy because Kate is frankly the far superior authority on that. But I will say when I work with social media companies, I see some really interesting new uh, novel issues in the law that tend to come up in this space because innovation is such a big factor. For example, in soft IP, there are a lot of questions about the different mediums, the different platforms that social media uh, users and companies use nowadays. So for example, even in a podcast recording, there are questions about who owns the video, who owns the audio, who owns the right of publicity for anyone that's uh, uh, featured on YouTube or TikTok for contracts disputes. Um, it gets really interesting when you start thinking about like influencers, Instagram personalities, how you comp uh, computate like the value of work like that, how you monetize those kind of businesses. These are all issues that are like very new, very novel. We don't really have like case law precedent on them. And that makes for really interesting clients and really interesting disputes. But at the foundation of all that is just like being good at litigation. So I, I like work that gives me the opportunity to learn about all those things. That's, that's quite a, I mean, it's quite a list of, of things that you touch and um, you, you hit a nerve with me because I spent 24 years doing patent litigation and I knew exactly what my day would look like, just like the day before, just like the day after. It's, uh, you know, becomes very specialized, very deep. You don't see a lot of new issues. They're all nuances on the same issues. So it sounds like the, the 
opportunity to work with these types of tech companies really feeds into the the idea of being a generalist and in, in litigation and makes a pretty exciting practice. I think that's exactly right. And, you know, you know, often what we're it, it gives you a medium to like creative advocacy is really important because there aren't, as Kanu pointed out, I mean, that's part of the fun is there aren't clear answers or precedents that are dictating. You're often taking, you know, an analogous precedent from, you know, a totally different industry or time period, possibly before the internet existed and having to, you know, explain how that should map on to today's technology, which is something that wasn't even envisioned at the time that, that whatever the precedent or law at issue came out. So it makes it, it makes for very fun, interesting practice. And it also means that you have to really be creative and find ways to, you know, make arguments that are not, not foregone conclusions one way or the other. Um, and, but yet muster all of this authority to, to put together a strong argument that makes it look like, you know, that, or I mean, not makes it look like, but that explains, explains to the judge usually how you're going to walk through, you know, these existing pieces and put them together to get to a result that makes sense in, in these cases in, for modern technology. So if I'm a, a newer attorney, or, or a, a law student thinking about my future, how do I get involved in the type of practice that the two of you have? I think first, you know, we're, we're pretty lucky in this area of California that that's a lot of what the litigation work is. So if you have an interest in that, this is a really good place to start your practice, whether it's San Francisco or, I mean, I'm in, in our Palo Alto office, you, you know, but the Northern District of California is where I think some of really the most interesting questions um, in this area are coming up and being litigated today. So starting here and looking for, you know, a, a place that does a lot of litigation based in this area, working with companies that are based in this area um, is a good place to start. And then, you know, and then just, you know, seeking out, like, look at, look at what type of work the firm does. Is that something, the type of thing you're going to be interested in? Because that's, you know, when you join the firm, that's probably what's going to be available at least to start. I mean, the interesting thing about this area is it shifts so rapidly what my practice looks like in two years might be really different than what it looks like today. But I think, you know, looking at the work that the firm is doing now and seeing if that's kind of of interest to you, that's the type of thing that you'll probably be starting at, um, you know, when you first start working. Now, you did mention one practice that is typically very specialized, uh, and that's antitrust. So tell me how you got involved with antitrust and still maintain a more general practice at the same time. Yeah, so I can take that one in the first instance. I the the antitrust, I mean for me it's through class action work because there are a lot of antitrust cases that are brought in whole or in part as class actions as well. So having that specialization understanding the nuances of Rule 23 and how to litigate and do discovery for a class action, which often is strategically, you know, can be different from other types of cases, was the way that I sort of, you know, ended up marrying those two interests. Um, and, you know, when I started practicing, it wasn't exactly, you know, clear that those <laughs> those areas were going to relate together as closely as they do. But today, I think having a, an understanding of antitrust law and privacy 
and you know other types of consumer claims, you're starting to increasingly see lawsuits where there are overlap in those areas or an intersection. So having that kind of broad base and then you know understanding the the nuances of Rule 23 when most of these cases do have a class action component is the way in which I've you know been able to sort of navigate that and you know and 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 practice in all of those areas. Well, if you're you're speaking to uh, the one L that's beginning to think about what classes to take for the next two years, um, what would you suggest if they want to follow your path? Federal courts and evidence, <laughs> absolutely, and and IP. Those would be uh, those would be my top picks, and not not a class, but also clerkships. Because there's a bit of a chicken and egg problem where um, I think very few people trust you to lead the charge on a new and novel field of law if you don't have a good solid foundation for the existing fields of law. And one of the easiest ways to get that as a young lawyer is to clerk. So. I would add to that to, you know, take as many legal writing classes as you can and like skills based classes, um, whether it's in a clinic or, you know, through sort of. I mean, a negotiation seminar or a trial practice type course, because those skills, and I think especially legal writing, I mean, they're really the foundation of our practice and what we do on a day-to-day basis. The subject area, you're going to learn, you know, in more depth in practice than you ever could in a class, because it's going to be, you know, kind of a broader broader base look at a lot of different things in a class. Um, and you can learn the subject matter, I think, as you go, but the skills, you know, that can really start you out on a, on a strong footing, no matter what practice area you end up going into. So I, I take away from that evidence, evidence and more evidence, uh, your skills practice that lets you practice what you learned in evidence that probably, you know, that, that works. And that, that mimics some of what I, I learned growing up and going through the system, that if you become the master of, of the evidentiary rules, you become really indispensable to any team. And civil procedure, I would say, I mean, kind of going along with that, because really that's what a lot of, of what we do. And I remember, you know, when I was a law student thinking, oh my gosh, discovery rules, that is just beyond boring. I mean, how could I possibly ever, you know, need this, but really like, that's exactly right. Knowing those rules, like that is the, those are the pathways through which we work and you have to really have a strong understanding of those. And you often can think of and bring to the table, creative ideas and solutions to problems using the procedural rules, if you really understand them well. So yes, paying attention in those classes and, um, and, you know, seeing them as something beyond just a box you have to check to get through law school and for the bar exam is, is a good foundation, I think, especially for civil litigation. Perfect. That sounds like good advice. Um, well, thank you both for your, your time today. Uh, we'll uh, hopefully get to talk to you again in the future and, and learn more about how your practices are, are developing and how the industry is changing. Yes, thank you. It was a pleasure.